Ours to protect. In association with the Independent Broadcasters of Ireland, check out ours to protect.ie for more information. So is it safe to say the EPA are not happy with the latest report? Well, I think what the EPA report is showing that we, we are seeing a decrease in emissions. Ireland's greenhouse gas emissions decreased by 1.9% in 2022, but that still a lot of work remains to be done, and, and, those, and that reduction isn't really of the scale that we need to see to be able to meet the carbon budget uh, and climate action and, cli- and sectoral ceiling targets that Ireland has in place now. So where are we seeing the problems then, Stephen? Well, it's, it's across the board, really. So we've seen decreases in power generation down by just under 2%, agricultural emissions down by 1.2%, uh, a big reduction in residential emissions down nearly 13%, uh, but transport emissions going the wrong direction at up 6%. Uh, and, and even those smaller decreases, really, um, when we look at what's required to be achieved by by 2025, for example, under the first uh, carbon budget, um, you need to, we need to be seeing reductions from here on in of over 12% per year uh, each year from now until 2025 to meet the carbon budget overall. You would be forgiven for thinking with the uh, advent of electric vehicles and an increase in the sales of them that it will be having an immediate effect. By all accounts, it doesn't seem to be having the desired effect at the moment. Why so? Have you managed to shed some light on that for us? I think what we're seeing is we are seeing the effect of some measures, and we pointed out a few of them, particularly around fertilizer use, for example, in agriculture, which decreased uh, 14% for synthetic nitrogen. Um, but what we're also seeing then is that the decarbonisation actions have been outpaced by increased demand. So in the case of, of uh, energy demand, for example, uh, although we're seeing more renewable generation this year, we saw an increase in demand overall, with gas use being up then ultimately. Uh, and then we, in, in the case of agriculture, we saw increased livestock numbers you know, not entirely cancelling out, but reducing the impact of the, the measures to reduce emissions. So it's it's a it's a combination of um, you know measures at an early stage as well. So we we do have good uh, increase in the number of EVs this year, uh, but still uh, with the underlying growth in demand, it's it's cancelling out the effect so far. All right. I want to move into other areas, but before we move away from transport emissions, maybe you could even look at that even closer for us as to what needs to be done immediately. Yeah, well, in this case of the transport sector, um, what, we, what we've seen is a reduction or an increase in emissions, I should say, of, of over 6% in the last two years. And that's following on from, from the big drop uh, due to the COVID restrictions. So we saw, we saw emissions go down substantially uh, during the COVID uh, uh, period. Uh, and some of what we're seeing now is still a rebound from that um, level. But what we really can't see happening is if we get back up to the level, and we're, we're back up to about 95% of the pre-COVID level at this stage, if, if the emissions get up to that level again, they're obviously going the wrong direction because what we need to see from here on in to, to, are, are substantial reductions and 7 8% kind of reductions over the next three years. How will that be done? How can it be done? Done speedily? Well, it's, it, it's not going to be just EVs. So, I mean, obviously EVs are one part of the, the mix and... and the numbers we're seeing for EVs this year are slightly ahead of schedule in terms of the, the being on track for what was in the Climate Action Plan uh, for 2023. But we are also talking about demand reduction measures and, and measures that will, will you know, en- enable people to, to use more um, um, active transport and more public transport uh, and also enable people not to have to travel. You know, if, if we're working from home is obviously part of that as well and that's something that's continued on uh, from the, the restrictions that, that works for people. It's not just it's not just something that's an imposition it's something that that makes people's lives better in general let's look at residential emissions as well the good there's good news on this front isn't it they decreased by 12.7 percent 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very positive uh, sign. Uh, it's going that direction. Uh, there's a number of factors in that. So um, we, we think there's three key factors here, one of which is the undoubtedly the, the high cost of fuel. So, I mean, that does have an impact. Uh, and, there, and there was, a, uh, with the Ukraine war, obviously, there was very high um, fuel prices for home heating in 2022. But it's, it's more than that. So there is the, it was also a warmer winter, so that we didn't have that much de- as much a demand for, uh, for, for heating. Um, but also there was a, fossil, a new um, uh, solid fuel regulations came in in October 2022, which meant that some of the dirtier fuels, some of the, which are also the ones with the higher uh, greenhouse gas emissions like uh, bituminous coal, uh, the amount of that being used decreased substantially. Uh, so that, that's also a welcome thing. So if people are using fuels that are less uh, less dirty from an air quality perspective, they're also often less, less polluting from a greenhouse gas perspective. So you're warned that a growing economy with high employment will continue to produce emissions if cleaner and alternative sources of energies are not used. So the positives of having full employment there's some negatives in there as well. How do we address this? How do we get the balance? I mean, it's the same. It's the same as how we've addressed it in the past. I mean, when we look back at the the electricity emissions, we saw we saw a constant decline in electricity generation intensity. So the the, the amount of emissions per unit of electricity being generated went down all the way through uh, the mid 2000s, and that was because we were moving away from older, less efficient uh, um, power generation and moving into renewable energy. So it's really about that. Uh, it's cleaner moving away from coal and peat. We still have a certain amount of coal on the system. Uh, in, in 2022, was quite substantial, even though it came down in that year because it had gone up by a, a large amount uh, in 2021. Uh, so if we, once we can get rid of that piece and then we get more renewables on the system, then you can generate more electricity without the associated emissions. So that's one part of it. And it's, But it's the same in the other sectors as well. And, it, and it's really, I mean, in terms of the agriculture sector, uh, we know it's quite challenging to, to, to maintain output whilst at the same time and not not having such high emissions uh, but I think the Chagas came out there, there on Wednesday with a new marginal abatement cost curve analysis which looks at a lot of the measures that might help them deliver that so I think yeah. across the board there are a lot of ideas how this is done and really what we need to see is these measures happening very quickly because the demand uh, demands of what we've committed to under the, yeah. the uh, sectoral ceilings and carbon budget are very immediate. Thanks for your detailed analysis of the findings. Personally, were you, as, as the expert that you are, a senior scientific officer, were, were you surprised by the findings? I think they were quite in line with what we had projected, I have to say, so we weren't that surprised, uh, ultimately, that they worked out that way. But some of the things, you know, um, would have been uh, unusual events in the year, like the, the, the impact of, on, of the fuel prices particularly, uh, and that, that also affected fertiliser as well. And so they were bigger reductions than we might have expected to see uh, in a normal year. So that was something uh, that was positive. I suppose the other side of it is we are still seeing that decoupling is, is not, has not really happened, that decoupling of, of growth from emissions growth uh, and, and really... We were probably hopeful that we might have seen more of that, and, and let's let's hope that happens in the next years. You have a few websites you might like to recommend for people who want to find out more about this. So by all means, do so. Yeah, so uh, we have all this information up on www.epa.ie/ghg. Uh, so the report itself, uh, various infographics, and uh, the website itself goes through a lot of the detail too, with spreadsheets and so on. So uh, everything you need is up there.